Welcome everybody back to Midnight with Podcast of Evil. It's been a while. Um, it's been like three months. Uh, I am joined by Emily. Hey everybody. Uh, Will's supposed to be here. He might be joining in a little late some point. We'll see. See how things go. Uh, Sarah is not here. But yeah, so we've been gone a while. Um, life happens. Uh, Emily was working two jobs, you know. Will was working two jobs. I was working. Sarah got busy with life. Uh, the, the, the dog broke her leg. I mean, Technically, it was a fracture, but it might as well have been a break. It looked like a clean snap right yeah, down the middle from really the X's. It really did. She had a cast on her leg for a while. Now she's got a, these metal screws with plastic bars holding it in place and a, a cone on her head so she doesn't chew on it. She's doing rough. She's getting better, though. So uh, life just got in the way, but we're going to... We're going to come back. We're going to start doing this every week. We're going to try to make up some of these episodes. Uh, eventually, we'll make all of them up. We have been keeping track of the ones that we missed. But uh, we will eventually uh, catch up to them. At some point, uh, this was supposed to be episode 10. It was originally going to be Night on Elm Street. And then at some point, it was going to be April Fool's Day. Uh, it, it jumbled all over the place. But today we're going to cover Critters. We're going to cover the 35-year anniversary of 1986 movie. Excellent movie. I love it. It's uh, it's a classic. But first, we got some other things to talk about. So you can find us on social media, which uh, we are going to start doing more weekly episodes, and uh, we will get back on the social media. So you can find us on Midnight Evil Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's pod, P-O-D. You can find us on anchor.fm slash midnightevilpodcast. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, uh, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. Uh, we're all over the place. Uh, so, we got some news stories here. I know we missed some stuff. Uh, but today, some of our news stories here. The first one. From BloodDisgusting.com is a Quiet Place spinoff dated for 2023 released by Paramount. Now, it says last year they announced that a third Quiet Place was already in the works. And this one's going to be directed by Jeff Nichols, who directed Midnight Special, which is that movie, uh, Michael, Michael Shannon, that uh, alien-looking movie. I've seen it before. I know it's on one of our watch lists on one of these streaming sites. That, uh, I think it's Netflix. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, I think go check it out on Netflix. Eventually, I want to cover that movie. Um, but yeah, I think the third one's already going to be in the works, they say, with John Krasinski uh, directing again. But I think this new one they announced is going to be technically a spinoff and not the third Quiet Place movie. Um, it says it's in early development. It's just being billed as the next installment, broadening the post-apocalyptic world introduced in the first two movies. Emily, how do you feel about a Quiet Place spinoff? You were a fan of the first one, right? Yeah, I, I definitely was a fan of the first one. I haven't had a chance to see the second one yet, but um. Well, the second one we were on our way to go see. We had the tickets is, for opening night, yeah, and we had tickets opening night, and that is when what, a the couple dog hours before yeah. the movie was supposed to start. Our dog had her accident. That's when she jumped up. She just jumped straight up and down, playing, and landed on it wrong. And yeah, that was opening night. That's when we were going to see Quiet Place, and we've. Instead, she was in the hospital for like 10 Until hours. Until like, what, 4 a.m.? Yeah, something 4 like a.m., something like that. So we haven't seen the sequel yet, but uh, I like the first one. We're going to cover the first one here on uh, Midnight Evil at some point. It is on our Eventually. long list of makeup episodes, which we will get to at some point uh, catch up. But, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see a spinoff. I'm wondering if, um, because it mentions expanding the universe, I'm wondering if they're going to introduce new creatures. I don't know if it's going to be new creatures or new humans or, or what the deal is. Or maybe we see the beginning of the apocalypse. or We might see the beginning beginning from a different person's perspective. Viewpoint, yeah. Maybe when it first started. Um, we haven't seen the second one, so maybe they set it up in the second one. I don't know. But it does say that at some point they are still going to make a third one with John Krasinski uh, directing. It's kind of like a trilogy for the original story. But what do you think? You think you'd watch the spinoff? Yeah, I'd watch a spinoff. There's every uh, every big franchise now, when they get uh, making some money, they try to make a whole universe out of them. Yeah. 
And I guess A Quiet Place is the next one they're going to try to make a universe of. But we'll see how it goes. I'm interested. I hope it's good. Uh, we'll definitely check it out eventually at some point. But uh, speaking of expanded universes and uh, old, uh, I guess, franchises coming back, uh, Rob Zombie has officially confirmed that his next movie is The Monsters. Emily, have you ever watched the old Monsters TV show? Um, not frequently. I've uh, I've seen it, you know, once or twice, of course. But um, you know, I've never seen the whole series. Uh, I'm guessing it wasn't as easily accessible back in the day before streaming and everything. And yeah, when I was a kid, you know, you pretty much just watched whatever was on TV, whatever was on cable. Yeah, and I'm guessing at this point, when you were growing up in the 2000s, the Monsters wasn't really playing all the time, huh? Yeah, it was on a couple times, but uh, was I that never Nick got at Night or something like that? Probably. Or TV Land. Or... Yeah, actually, TV Land. Makes now they have sense. all these new channels that uh, show all these old shows. Um, I've watched The Monsters a bunch as a kid. I don't think I've watched it all in chronological order. I think it was the same thing, whatever it was on TV, playing reruns. But uh, I'm excited. What do you think? you think Rob Zombie can pull off a family-friendly movie? Because I'm assuming if it's The Monsters, it's got to be family-friendly. I mean, it'll definitely be interesting to see. When I think of Rob Zombie, I do not think family-friendly family-oriented. I think uh, yeah. gore and violence. And Do you think he'll make it family-friendly, or do you think he'll try to put his spin on it and make it more adult? I'm really curious to see that, because I don't know. You know, I mean, if he's been trying to do this for 20 years, he yeah. might want to stick to the original feel of the show. If That's he's true, a big especially fan. if he's such a big fan. If he is such a huge fan, he might want to stick to the original feel of the show, but it's definitely possible he might put his own spin on it. Well, Zombie wrote on his uh, Instagram, he said, Attention, boils and ghouls, the rumors are true. My next film project will be one I've been chasing for 20 years, The Monsters. Stay tuned for exciting details as things progress. So they have uh, confirmed Sherry Moon Zombie and Jeff Daniel Phillips will be playing Lily and Herman Munster. So once again, Sherry Moon Zombie will star in The Zombie, which I guess you expect at this point. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong. It's like Robert Shea making a movie without his sister. It's not going to happen. If Rob Zombie's making a movie, his wife's going to be the star. But you know what? I don't have a problem with it. I guess she could make a good uh, a Lily. Uh, the cast, though, supposedly will also uh, include Cassandra Peterson, or as most of you will know her as Elvira. Was Elvira too uh, old for your time, too? Um, I believe that was a little before yeah, my time. Yeah, I think so. Well, you know what? She's a TV host. She had her own movie. Uh, but I, I'll be interested to see if she's playing somebody else or if she appears in the movie as Elvira. I don't know. It's, it's, a tough, it's hard to say. Well, the last we heard uh, was that it was going to be filming in Budapest, which is, I believe, Hungary. And uh, they also speculated that it could be like a Peacock exclusive or a Peacock original movie. Which I guess uh, some of these streaming sites are, are good for that. At least, at least we're gonna get you know movies that you wouldn't expect to get released because you know home video isn't really a thing anymore. But now with streaming, uh, you can make some of these movies that wouldn't necessarily do good in theaters. But yeah, Z uh, Rob Zombie's a massive Monsters fan. Uh, he was on the commentary for the Monster Go Home Blu-ray, which came out last year. Uh, he's a lifelong uh, fan, and from what he says. Uh, the original show only ran for two seasons, 1964 to 1966. And then they uh, did a sequel television series later on from 88 to 91, The Monsters Today. There was a bunch of movies. Um, Brian Fuller did a Mockingbird Lane pilot that never made past the pilot. Um, it's kind of a cult following, but uh, you know what? Uh, let's see, I guess, right? Uh, that's good. I guess it could always keep going. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple of movies back in the day, so maybe if it does good, he can... Especially if he keeps it cheap. I don't think Rob Zombie is known for having huge budgets and stuff like that. Hopefully it does good. Are you gonna, what do you think? you give it a watch? Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch it out of pure curiosity. Well, I'm in. Emily's in. Uh, that article was also from Bloody Disgusting. And I got one more news article today we're going to be covering... And it is another reboot. 
Now, I know you guys probably are sick and tired of hearing about reboots. Everybody is, right? But maybe this one's got some promise to it. Stephen King's Christine is getting a new adaptation from Hannibal creator Brian Fuller. Christine, the Stephen King novel about the killer car, is getting a new adaptation from Hannibal creator Brian Fuller. Did uh, Emily, did you ever watch Hannibal? You did, right? Um, no. No, I, you didn't? I, I was going to, and uh, kind of gave up on it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's the second I, time I've tried to watch the show, and I just got distracted by other shows. Yeah. I think I watched maybe the first two seasons. I don't think I ever finished the series, though. But uh, I was a fan of it. I mean, it was a good show. Brian Fuller was good what he did. Um, but he will direct this movie. This is his first movie he's ever directed. He's never directed a TV show, never directed a movie. Um, and I guess Christine's a good first one, right? And especially since he's going to be doing it for Sony Pictures and Bloomhouse. Yeah, I'm a fan of pretty much anything Bloomhouse. Yeah, so you got Bloomhouse, you got Brian Fuller, you got a Stephen King novel. Uh, I don't think you can go much better than that direction. Did you, uh, Emily, you saw the original Christine, right? Yes. Uh, what did you think of the original Christine? Did you like it? Were you a fan? Um, I don't remember everything about the movie, but I did like it. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I love the original movie. I'm not going to lie. That's probably like a dream car for me, that, that white and red uh, 58 Plymouth Fury. Oh, it's uh, a beautiful car. Beautiful car. Uh, that would definitely be a dream car for me, as long as uh, Arnie can give it up. So what do you think? Would you watch uh, the new Christine movie? I mean, I'll watch anything that has to do with Stephen King. So yeah, I'll definitely be watching it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really hope, I really, really hope they don't try to change or modernize the car. That, that would almost movie. make it not worth watching. Yeah, I probably won't watch it if they change the car. Unless it's an equally badass car. No. From a similar time period. Well, yeah, but I don't that, know, because still, it's supposed to be Yeah, that it was car. such the, the iconic car, and it's such the... Uh, I, I don't, know. I don't think I can watch it if they change it. That'd be like Back, in the Fe- Back to the Future coming out with a sequel, and it's not the DeLorean. I'd probably watch it, but I'd probably be bitter about it the whole time. Marty, hop in the pickup truck. We gotta go. Yeah. No, it's not yeah, the same. It's not the actually. Uh, what was I watching? Framing John DeLorean and uh, Back to the Future, the original script, uh, the time machine was a refrigerator. So they would. I don't know how it works, but in the movie, the the, uh, the screenwriter from Back to the Future shows up and he says that the original time travel machine was a refrigerator, and that his writing partner was like, "What if we made it a car?" What if we use the DeLorean? And that just changed history completely. <laughs> what if we made something that could actually be used as yeah. a time travel device? Instead of a I refrigerator. Mean, I'm just curious. Like, how the refri- I'm curious as to what the plan was with the refrigerator. Do you like, set it the time back? It doesn't even make sense because eat- how do you get it to 88 miles per hour? It's a refrigerator. Do you set the time back and then eat food from the refrigerator? Do you hop inside of it and lock yourself in? I don't know. Or is it uh, like a... What was that movie? Was it Bill and Ted when they got in the phone booth? I don't watch Bill and Ted. Anyway. It might have been. Yeah, sorry. I'm not a Bill and Ted guy. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Well, Christine's coming out. We got the Munsters. We got more Quiet Place. Uh, we got some things to look forward to. I think within the last few months, they also announced a new Pet Cemetery movie coming to... Paramount Plus, uh, a new Paranormal Activity movie coming out. Uh, hopefully we got Halloween still on track this year so far. Candyman's still on track for this year so far. Uh, we do got some big things coming out for the world of horror, so hopefully we can look forward to that. Hopefully they uh, you know, don't keep pushing movies back. Um, well, there's been some pretty good recent horror movies. That yeah, what did we... Uh, I mean, Conjuring, Devil Made Me Do It just came out. We, we watched The Conjuring. That was pretty Spiral. good. I like The New Conjuring. Did you like The New Conjuring? I thought it was really good. Which I one was your favorite movies. of the three Conjuring movies? Probably just, the third one now. Probably the third, the one? third one now. I'm going to go with the first one. Definitely going to stick with the first one. Uh, we watched, well, The Unholy. That was pretty good. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That was really good. I like that one. Uh, 
just watched Saint Maud, which I'm a huge fan of. I love Saint Maud. Uh, I like anything A24 does. Saint Maud was it wasn't bad at all. It was just in the string of movies we watched. It was my least favorite, but it was definitely a good movie. Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland. Nicolas Cage. Uh, I wish he had a name in the movie. Yeah, I wish he had. Yeah. Or spoke more. Other than just a backstory, general. something. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like that could have been done intentionally, so you're left like of course wondering. But and then we watched uh, Spiral, the new Saw movie. Yeah. Which I liked. I just wish there was more Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I would have uh, loved to hear him. You know, say I'm tired well, of these motherfucking traps in this motherfucking game. He did game. say motherfucker. Yeah, so, he did say motherfucker. I, mean, I guess we got that. It's not Samuel L. Jackson movie Sorry, without saying motherfucker. Sorry, that's a spoiler alert, guys. This doesn't really spoil Jackson any plot that he says motherfucker. motherfucker in Spiral. Yeah, it's true. Well, well I don't know. It might be important. You gotta say motherfucker. He's gotta. All right. Well, that's all the motherfucking news articles we got today. Uh, uh, you can find us on social media once again. Uh, Midnight Evil Pod, P.O.D., Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us... Uh, YouTube, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google. You can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash midnightevilpodcast. That was all the news stories I had for today. And I think we touched up on some other things that weren't really stories, but little loose ends here and there. Some movies coming out. But, uh, oh yeah, I think they also said Evil Dead Rise is coming out. And that's going to be straight to um, streaming. I forget which one, but it's not going to be coming to theaters. Yeah. No Ash, though. This one takes place in, like, a this apartment might be complex or something. but what's the point? I don't know. There's an Evil Dead video game coming out Bruce Campbell's a part of. There's a video game coming out, too? Yeah. Dang. They're just bringing back all the classics, huh? But unfortunately, uh, I think I think Bruce Campbell said he's pretty much retired as playing Ash. He's pretty much done with the role after the TV show got canceled. I think he's just done. Uh, it sucks. I'd love to see him come back, but I don't think he's gonna anymore. I think he said he's pretty much over. He should have just like a small cameo. It would be great. He it should be like the town drunk. Unless they kill him, then I don't. Then yeah. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Then I don't. Yeah. Just see him pop in, say Ash from Housewares, blow something up, says groovy, and leaves. Mm, good. Yeah. That's all I need. All right, we're gonna jump into it. Uh, we finally made it. Episode 10, Midnight in the Podcast of Evil. We are back. We will be back next week. Not really sure what we're going to cover. Maybe A Quiet Place. Um, we'll get to it, though. we still got some other ones we got to make up. We still have A Nightmare on Elm Street coming along at some point. Uh, maybe April Fool's Day. Uh, There's so many other ones we missed. Uh, I don't even remember. I think we were going to cover Highlander at some point. Um, was that... Uh, was that... Yeah, science fiction, that counts. Oh. Horror, sci-fi. So Highlander, we're going to cover at some point. Uh, what else was there? Sleepaway Camp we got coming up. So we got some good ones coming up. These are just makeup ones. We also got other ones coming up. Uh, so maybe you'll see, you know, we're going to drop at least a one new one a week and maybe at least one or two makeups a week. So we're going to get to it, guys. We're going to catch up. But let's jump into Critters. It was released April 11th, 1986. PG-13. Sci-fi horror. It's an hour and 26 minutes with a budget of $3 million, which the box office did $13.2 million, so they made uh, well over their budget back. Distributed by New Line Cinema, which, you know what that means? Executive producer was Robert Shea. Uh, production company was Show Films, directed by Stephen Herrick. So Stephen Herrick is not a name that exactly jumps off the page to me, but he also directed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which you're a fan of, right? Uh, Don't Tell Mom Babysitter's Dad. I don't know if you ever saw that one. I have not seen that. That was a classic in the 90s. Uh, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, I've never seen The Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I've never seen it either. Okay, now I don't feel so bad. I know, it's like one of those classic movies that everybody's I think it has a TV show on Disney Plus right now. That Keenan... Thompson's in? And Keenan and Cal? I don't know. I'm not familiar with a lot of what's on Disney+. Plus. Or he's going to be in season two, maybe. I don't know. He also did Holy Man, and he also did Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. Um, it was written by Dominic Moore. I hope I pronounced that right. M-U-I-R. Produced by Rupert Harvey, starring D. Wallace, M. Emmett Walsh, 
Billy Greenbush and Scott Grimes, just to name a few, as well as uh, young Billy Zane, who did not fare well in this movie. Uh, the plot follows a group of small furry aliens with carnivorous behavior escaping from two shape-shifting bounty hunters landing in a small countryside town to feast on its inhabitants. So, Emily, when did you first discover the movie? What were your uh, first thoughts, impressions? Um, when did I watch this movie the first time? Maybe a year ago or something like that? Yeah, I think the first time we watched it together was about a year ago when I got the box set, probably. Now, I know I asked, I know I asked you for your first thoughts, but let me jump in here, Emily. Uh, I think I first saw this probably early 90s. I was a young kid. Um, but I think I saw it when I was a kid. I remember the box set. Uh, not the box set, but like the cover art of the old VHS back in the day. Uh, you'd go into like the path mark and they had the video section or the video store and they had it there. So I remember the box cover art was uh, always the same. It looked awesome. Um, I love the movie. Um, I don't think I've seen it since the early 90s. I think I watched it back then and then I haven't seen it until recently. Maybe a year ago was the first time, but I probably watched it another four or five times and just this year so far, uh, I, I just think it's everything 80s encompasses. Everything about 80s horror movies that you love. You love the, uh, the special effects, uh, the violence, uh, uh, the blood, but it's not overdone. Uh, there's always the town drunk that nobody believes. Charlie in this one, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he was at the bar hanging out with Ralph from Chris Lake. Why did nobody ever believe just because they're drinking? I, I don't know. I guess it's, you know, sometimes things look different when you're drunk. I don't uh, know. Listen, I've been drunk many, many, many times in my life. And not once did I see aliens from a spaceship. You know what I mean? I don't know. It seems like something I would at least, where, uh, like I at least would write off so easily. I would at least be like, all right, maybe we should check this well, out. Well, I mean, factor into the time, too. Like, the 80s? Come out, 86? Yeah, 86. 80s? In a Midwestern town in Kansas? Yeah. They probably thought he was crazy. Yeah, it's always a small Midwest or Southern town that these movies happen in. It's never yeah. like... It's never the big city. Well, except, I guess, maybe. Honestly, they probably don't believe them because who wants to believe something like that? Uh, what were your thoughts on the movie overall? Overall, I think it's a very enjoyable movie to watch. Uh, from the beginning, you know, you really get sucked into it. And um, there's just so much to learn about the Krites. I feel like they try to pack so much about them into this first movie. And, um, you know, in the later ones, they expand on it a little bit. Um, yeah, I know, think there's a lot the of things abilities. Uh, in the movies that I forgot which movie they happened in. Yeah, me too. Rewatching this movie, there's a, there's definitely things that I thought happened in the first one, but apparently do not. Yeah, like I don't even think the uh, the bounty hunters are named in this one. They don't say their names at all. They just so the address them as the bounty hunters yeah. or whatever. Um, did you have a favorite kill scene or like a death scene? Because I'm not gonna lie, mine was definitely Billy Zane. I know there wasn't a lot of deaths in this movie. There was a uh, I have the official body count here. It was one cow, two humans, eight crates, and several chickens. So I like Billy Zane dying. They bit his fingers off. They they ate his stomach out. My favorite kills were off screen. Those were the several guards that the Krites murdered. And that is because I don't know what the cultural thing is about, you know, aliens and all this and whatever. But in the very beginning, when they are transporting the Krites on the prisoner ship, you hear one of the guards or the warden or whoever say, oh, they're eating too much. Kill some of them. Which, that to me is absolutely like, you're just going to kill your prisoners? That's ridiculous. I'm pretty sure so, that's how they probably did it back in the day at some point. Yeah, but like... And that's in America. That's crazy to me. Imagine how they do it in outer space. Yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah, I wish we would have got to see the deaths, but yeah. Even with the, 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 uh, the cop, there was only two deaths on, in the movie for humans, and we didn't even see the cop get killed. He just gets, yeah, they drag him under his car. Yeah, drag him into the cop car, and that was it. Um, did you have a favorite uh, character in the movie? Uh, my favorite characters are probably Charlie and Brad. 
Uh, what do you say would make them your favorite characters? Well, Charlie, because he was right all along. And, you know, he deserves that recognition. And nobody believes him. Yeah. And all he really wants to do is help throughout the whole movie. That's all he wants to do. He just wants to help people out. And uh, Brad, because someone's got to care about the kid. I feel like this family, you know, I know this is a very stressful event happening, but they got to keep better tabs on their kids. Uh, I think Charlie McFadden was definitely by far my favorite character. Uh, I do like M. Emmett Walsh. He's the uh, sheriff. Uh, he did not come back for the sequel, unfortunately. But I've seen him in so many movies over the years, and he's always a, a great actor. But I think Charlie is definitely my favorite. Uh, I'm glad that Charlie sticks around for the sequels. We get multiple Charlies in one of them, at least. At least one of we them. We got multiple Charlies in this one. When yeah. the bounty hunters took his face. That's true. Well, at least they didn't kill like kill him and take his face. Well, yeah. It could have been worse, I guess. Um, yeah, Charlie's my favorite, though. I think Charlie's a very likable guy, I think, just because he's the seen as the town drunk that nobody wants to believe him, but he's a, he's a hard-working town drunk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you have any other uh, favorite scenes, like favorite kills or anything, or scenes um, in general? There's a lot of really solid scenes in this movie. There is. Um, of course, the classic scene at the end, after the house is blown up, uh, how Brad, you know, one of the bounty hunters gave him this gadget, and uh, it starts beeping, so he presses a button, and the whole house is m magically rebuilt. Yeah, that was uh, a pretty you know, cool effect the for the 86. Chewy, the cat Chewy is uh, in the mailbox after this is all being rebuilt. Would you say this was officially like a, the start of uh, mail order pussy in the box? Like, I don't know. That's a big thing in the 80s and 90s, right? Everybody got porn in the mail. Yeah, I wouldn't really know about that. Ah, uh, that's before your time. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, the catalogs would come in the mail. That's how you figure it out. Now you just gotta pick up your get phone. I want to through my mail. I feel like that's something you gotta go rent at a video store. That's true. I don't want porno showing up in my mailbox. It's okay. They put it in discreet packaging always. Yeah, I bet the discreet packaging was not very discreet back then. Not, it was probably like not, a brown paper not bag. initially it wasn't. It was yeah. probably like a brown paper bag or something, <laughs> so everybody knew what it yeah. was. Originally, when you picked it up, uh, it just it just it just said shame on like, <laughs> smut, perverse liver here. <laughs> You're like fuck me. All right, I'm just trying to jack off in peace. Yeah. Uh, there were so many good scenes. Uh, I think what some other favorites were. How about the scene when uh, the bounty hunters are trying to absorb Earth culture, and they're just watching like a fast video of like different yeah events occurring. All and the different the one things. One video they stop on is a rock music video. Yeah, Johnny Steele. That's the most important thing that they saw in that video of Earth culture. I think I like in the beginning too when they're just messing around with firecrackers, blowing stuff up, and he shoots the sister in the ass with a slingshot. Oh, there goes the cat. He just sucked the cat up. They got the, the house in reverse on the background there, and the cat gets sucked up. It's okay, though, because the cat thing was chewy, and I hate Star Wars, so let's get that fucker out of here. I mean, I don't want the cat to die. I just don't want him to be named Chewy. But, well, that sounded mean, huh? I don't think that came out right. That sounded terrible. I want to kill Star Wars, not cats. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how did you like the overall like look and feel of the movie? The uh, the effects, the cinematography. I mean, this is 1986, and uh, I don't really think you can tell. I think the effects look pretty solid. I'm not gonna lie; they don't look low budget. They don't look cheesy. Yeah, sometimes with the older horror movies, the creatures look obviously fake, and um, these ones looked semi convincing. They did not look half bad. And even the spaceship looks good when it's flying. Uh, when the house blew up, when the house gets reversed. Yeah, the effects are very good in this movie. The beginning, when they're taking off the spaceship. The bounty hunters, every time they change faces. Yeah, yeah, the glowing green face. Yeah. I think even though it's a 1986 movie, I think the effects came out pretty fucking solid. Yeah. Um, did you like the overall look? Uh, and, I, I mean, it you could feels have... like every horror movie that takes place in a small town. Yeah. It has, I don't know what it is about that look. It definitely, it just, 
It looks like the 80s to me. Yeah. Looks like small town America in the 80s. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. That was my time. Small town America in the 80s. Uh, Corey Burton, who voiced the Critters, uh, also came up with their language. And he describes it in an interview as combining elements of French and Japanese. That's how he came up with the language. So then, which language did they use when the Krite said fuck in this movie? <laughs> I don't speak French or Japanese. I think it's a made-up language that he incorporated. I think it was very interesting that the Krites were speaking English words. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sure. They were speaking, they were English, speaking words, English just in language, their language. Just in their own language. I don't know. You said this when we came up with those elements of French and Japanese. Well. Uh, Charles Kyoto based the design of the Krites on the Looney Tunes character Taz the Tasmanian Devil. I mean, I guess I could see where the inspiration came from. They're both fuzzy and... Were you a fan of they Looney spin Tunes? around, I guess. Hell yeah. What was the other one? Baby, uh... I'm not thinking the Baby Muppets. I don't know. There was a Baby Looney Tunes show. There I was, right? There was, what was it called? Because I used yeah. to watch... I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I know I watched it back in the day. Were you a fan of the original Looney Tunes? Yeah, Looney Tunes are awesome. Did you have a favorite Looney Tune back in the day? I'm gonna go. Is with... Marvin the Martian from Looney Tunes? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, then he's my favorite. I'm gonna go with Foghorn Leghorn with me. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, yeah. Uh, Dee Wallace, Helen, the mother, started another movie playing the mother of a boy who comes into contact with aliens. E.T. the Extraterrestrial, 1982. When the, and when the critters are destroying the bedroom, one of them crumbs across the E.T. Uh, vinyl plush toy and devours it. He, he kind of eggs it on at first, yeah. like he's going to fight him, and then yeah. he just eats it. I think it's a nice little nod, though. It's another movie where he plays a mom, that son and aliens, and then... All right, let's, uh, let's just eat this fucking thing. Well, it's okay. I think I like Critters better than E.T. anyway. Yeah? I think so. I Which one would you like me, better? E.T. is just sad. Classic. Yeah, E.T. is sad. He dies, e. sad. and they bring him back, and... The government was going to kidnap him and That's what they do. experiment on him. And then he has to leave. He just changed his family's life forever. And those two children <laughs> right, have see to you. live their life with the knowledge that aliens are real and no one will ever fucking believe them. Never. I'd be like, I want to go with him. I want to go with E.T. I don't want to stay here now that I know this shit's yeah, going right? on. This man just made me fly. I think I would be so depressed if I ever met an alien in real life and then they had to like leave. Would you rather hang out with E.T. or Paul? Probably I mean, Paul, I right? Paul because he smokes weed and he's. I mean, E.T. would be cool to hang out with too. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but Paul seems like more similar cooler. to my personality. Paul goes invisible. This is true. He has funny costumes. He dressed like a cowboy. E.T. dressed like a princess. I don't know. I think the one alien from movies or TV that I'd like to hang out with the most. Gotta be Roger from American Dad. I don't know if I could deal with him. I don't know. He seems like a, I think a that handful. Would be crazy. He seems like he'll stress you the fuck out. Uh, so this movie takes place in Kansas, but they filmed it in California. They said filming took place between July and October of 1984 in California. I guess that's uh, probably tax incentives and stuff like that. Well, they did a pretty good job of fooling me. It doesn't appear to be, like, obviously filmed in yeah. California. There's no palm trees and stuff. Yeah. And, like Halloween, where you see palm yeah. trees in the background. Yeah, like, wait a I second. I swear, we're in Illinois. Wait All right, lying motherfuckers. So did y'all plant those palm yeah. trees here, or? Yeah, both bounty hunters are unnamed in the movie, but their names are given as Ugg and Lee in Critters 2. Uh, which, I don't know if you put this together, um... Especially when he transforms into a woman, but if you put the names together, it's uh, it's ugly. She's messed up. Yeah. Are they calling the woman ugly? Where they? What are they? I don't. Are they calling the bounties for the aliens ugly, or is it just like a my playful like? Haha, what if we call them ugly? It could just be that. Probably. My question is: Were those green faces before they transform their natural state? And that's Maybe they're referring to that as ugly. That's what it looked know. like to me. That's what I thought. Uh. This is the only Critters movie where one of them grows to human size. The other movies don't seem to show them grow much from eating. 
Screw human. That thing was like bear size. Yeah. It was dragging the girl like yeah. by her wrist. It literally just looked like a big furry bear. <laughs> You're coming with me. Let's go. Yeah, this is the only one that actually showed them growing like uh, to size by eating them. Um, Don Keith and Terrence Mann are the only actors to appear in all four of the original Critters films. And they are uh, Ugg and Charlie McFadden. So they're the only ones that appear in all four of the original Critters movies. Which, thank God, because Charlie, Charlie is the series, right? I mean, Charlie's definitely a very important part of the series. I think Charlie's like the main part of the series besides the Bounty Hunters. I don't know. Uh, there was another reference in this movie to an old horror movie, though. When the characters lift the lid of the toilet to see if the crate is in there, that's a direct reference to Ghoulies. Uh, in the movie Ghoulies, uh, when the Ghoulies are summoned, they actually come out of the toilet. All of them? I've never seen Ghoulies. We gotta watch Ghoulies. That's like... Actually, in the fourth Ghoulies, the Ghoulies go to college. <laughs> Emily's shaking her head. How, like how... What do they live in the sewers? And then they come up out of the toilet? You gotta watch. I don't want to spoil it. Man. That's horrifying. Yeah, it is, right? Why did you take a shit? I thought only I thought the only things you had to worry about coming out of the toilets were like snakes and shit like that. Alligators. Well, I don't think an alligator could fit down in that like drain. Depends where you live, I guess. Uh, Grover's Bend, the town most of the critters takes place in the movie, is a nod to the infamous nineteen thirty eight radio broadcast of War of the Worlds by Orson Welles. The broadcast reported aliens were landing in Grover's Mill and was performed so well that thousands of listeners believed the fake news report was true. Residents in the area panicked and mistaking a water tower for a UFO, they shot it to pieces. Broadcast is about aliens landing a spacecraft and then attacking humankind, just like the plot of Critters. Uh, Emily, this is the first time you heard of this earlier today when I talked yeah. to you about it, huh? yeah. I mean, um, now it sounds hilarious, but I'm sure back then it was terrifying. Yeah, think of it. It's 1938. Listening. There's no TV. You only got radio, right? And uh, someone's telling you aliens are landing. There's there's tons of books around the time and stuff, and uh, and this is right before the the 40s and 50s, where all kinds of alien movies were coming out. And, uh, Day of the Earth stood still and stuff like that. Earth vs. Flying Saucers. A lot of big movies came out around that time. Not too much longer. But yeah, imagine being in a small town and and uh, here you think there's a fucking alien invasion. Were there a lot of suicides when that happened? No, they were all I busy killing. They were all busy killing the water tower. I imagine nowadays, if something like that happened, a lot of people would go that route. Well, can you blame them? Do you want to fight aliens? Like just the sheer amount of panic. You have uh, time and time again said if there's a zombie apocalypse, you're just fucking killing yourself. I mean. So I've said that a lot of times, and I oftentimes think about this because I do truly believe that it is possible that the zombie apocalypse could happen one day. Yeah, it's true, and we got and too many windows me, in our house. Yeah, I mean, part of me thinks that like it would be great to take out my anger and frustrations and just kill them, but on the other hand, I can barely handle watching a zombie movie. How am I going to look them in the face in person? And what if it's somebody you know? I mean, actually, if it's somebody you know, it might be easier to yeah, kill them, depending yeah. on your relationship. Depending on who it is, like, oh, bang. <laughs> depending on the relationship you have with him, like, yeah, right. But, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, which one would you be more afraid of, aliens or zombies? Oh, zombies. No, it's gotta be aliens, right? Because they're conscious, they can think. Certain zombies can think? But I think zombies, I think Romero's zombies. What movie did we just watch? Army of the Dead. Zomb- yeah, exactly. You telling me if you saw some shit like that in real life, you wouldn't be freaked out? That was Zack Snyder. Okay, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil the movie too much in case some of y'all haven't seen it yet. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's not a bad yeah, movie at all. It's I a like fantastic it. fucking movie. Uh, there is more references in the movies. The logo on the back of the bowling uniforms is a parody of the iconic Ghostbusters emblem. And the colors of the uniform match the colors of Egon Spengler's uniform in the real Ghostbusters animated series from 86 as well. Huh. So there's another direct reference there. Uh, and another 
I guess not so much a reference, but a common theme was uh, right around the same time, if you remember, there was a little movie called Gremlins. Yeah. Well, the script was actually written before the Gremlins movie came out, and they had to extensively rewrite the script once Gremlins came out because it was too similar between the films. Unfortunately, when he wrote the script for Critters, he wrote it long before Gremlins ever came out, and he couldn't get the made, couldn't get the movie made. Gremlins came out, he had to go rewrite a whole bunch of stuff because it was too similar. I mean, I don't want to say it's for the best, but, I mean, Critters turned yeah. out to be a great movie. Absolutely. And a lot of people always think it's kind of like a rip-off movie of Gremlins, and when in actuality it was written before Gremlins. Different. They're completely different. Yeah, this one's better. I don't Me, want to say that Critters because it's been a long time since I've seen Gremlins, and I don't want to judge it not remembering everything about it. Well, as long as we don't disappear for another couple of months, we'll cover around the hallway. Yeah, that's true. I assume we are. We'll see. Uh, I, I, guess, I guess it's got to be around there somewhere, right? Uh, Billy Zane appears in Critters, and Leonardo DiCaprio appears in Critters 3. And later they would go on to star in Titanic together. Billy Zane was in that? Yeah, Billy Zane was in that. I've still never seen You've Titanic. still never seen it. I told you, if you've got a, you know, a couple of days free time... Yeah, it's a long fucking it's movie. It's like a three and a half hour movie, isn't it? Uh, here's the thing. I love long movies when there's a good story. And Titanic has a good story, but it's very, very slow at times. The thing is, you saying that combined with the fact that isn't it like kind of a romance? Yes. And personally, I especially don't like romance movies that have sad and tragic endings. Well, then don't know, fucking watch yeah, Titanic. I know the ending to Titanic. Everybody knows the yeah, ending. Everybody knows. I haven't seen it. Uh, I know the ending. Everybody knows that she could have just moved over a little bit and they both could have lived. You know, but. Listen, I haven't seen how big that board is, but I'm sure if they both... I'm sure they could have found a way to make it work. They could have fit. Well, I guess we'll never know now. Yeah. They could have tried. Yeah, it was worth a shot at least, right? Yeah, right? Uh, the Kyoto Brothers, the special effects designers that made the puppets, because these are puppets, the critters, uh, said that each uh, fully articulated critters puppet cost about $10,000 each to make. What? And the reason the critters fur looked so realistic because they used uh, real uh, moose pelts. Yeah. $10,000 a piece for those. When you look at the crites, they look like... And we saw at least eight crites die. So we saw at least $80,000 oh, worth of damage. When you think about it like that. And I'm assuming that the, the massive crate costs way much more. And he was different sizes at different times. He grew into yeah. that size. Uh, yeah, I thought the opening shots of the prison looked good. I thought the warden floating, the no legs and stuff like that. I thought that looked good. Uh, the dad threatened to wash Brad's mouth with soap and then skin him just minutes later. Like... If you missed the bus, uh, that reads everything in my childhood. The, the, you know, wash your mouth out with soap, better not miss the bus. Oh, I mean. There was times where if we went to the bus stop, even didn't talk about even in the pouring rain, and we saw we missed the bus, we would just stand at that bus stop all fucking day in the pouring rain because we didn't want to go home because we were going to get our asses beat. There was this one time when I was a kid, and I had taken a shower in the morning. And, you know, I had long hair, and um, dead of winter, New York, and um, I was waiting at the bus stop with wet hair, and I'm waiting and waiting, and eventually my hair freezes oh. because the bus forgot to pick me up. Eventually, I walked home, and I was like, I don't know what to do here. So, yeah, uh, I waited at that bus stop because I did not want to miss that bus. There were times where we waited at the bus stop the entire day. If you saw your parents' car backing out or something, then you had to go hide. Uh, you didn't want them to know you missed the bus. I mean, eventually they would call. Yeah. But this is New York, and we grew up poor, so sometimes you didn't even have a house phone. You didn't have to worry about the call. Beat the mailman, you know? Take the mail, throw it out. Fuck them. Yeah. I didn't learn fractions that day. I'm sorry. I don't know who got to the point A or point B first. I don't know. But yeah, that reminds me of growing up, man. The bar of soap. Don't miss the bus. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, how many times did you try to fake having a fever to get out of school? I mean, I never took the thermometer or anything, but 
Because in yeah. uh, both movies, Dee Wallace was in. Her son tries to fake getting out of school with a fever. E.T., she falls for it. In this one, she does not. Yeah, because in this one, he had 106, 106 on thermometer. Degrees. So she's like, yeah, right, yeah. okay. 106 degrees, uh-huh. Sure, buddy. Uh, I never did the old fake thermometer trick. Uh, this is a New Line Cinema film. And like I said earlier, it wouldn't be a New Line Cinema film without Lynn Shay. Uh, she's a classic. She's a great actress. Nightmare on Elm Street. Insidious. Critters. Uh, the Call. Uh, if it's a great horror movie, she's usually in there somewhere. Uh, I also like the Bounty Hunter, the face melting scene, the transformation scene that you talked about before. Uh, yeah. And is this a small town thing? Uh, who drinks milk with dinner? I mean, I thought that was like a, uh, a childhood thing. Really? I feel like I feel like it's easy to I feel like I've hug seen drinks. a lot of times. The little hug things. Uh... Well, I mean, I mostly drank water because that's mostly what my family kept in the house. But well, I, mean, you... I feel like I feel like that's something I've definitely seen in lots of movies. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever done that before in my life. Had milk for dinner. I'm sure I've done it before. I don't think Sometimes I. Sometimes you want to buy some milk. Well, yeah, milk is fucking delicious, but yeah. I don't want to eat my steak with the milk. Well, no, not a steak, but if you're talking like mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. I don't think I could do it. I could. Mm. Or if you're having breakfast for dinner. Well, yeah, that's different. That's breakfast for dinner. But it's still dinner time. I guess. I love when the, the bounty hunter goes to open the door and just rips the whole fucking door off the, off the hinge and... I love how they walk into the church blasting. Yeah. They just shoot up the church, take the priest's face, and leave. Uh, what would you do if someone, like, was standing in front of you, and they just started shaking, and then their face turned into your face? Because I don't know what I would do with I guess I'd like, all right, it's yours now. I guess I would go out and commit a bunch of crimes. I mean. That's, yeah. Right? Because I could think, but it wasn't me. It was my twin. Yeah. There's two of us. And the last thing that reminded me of childhood would probably be the old tire that they use as a planter in the front yard. I'm sorry. There. That speaks everything uh, to back in the day as being a child. Uh, the house blowing up scene at the end, I thought that looked incredible, especially for 1986. The spaceship taking off. Uh, the blowing up scene that reminds me of... Uh, the house blowing up scene reminds me of a movie we are going to cover at some point next month, as long as we keep doing this. Independence Day. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I have seen it. I think that's on this calendar for early July. I think that and Jaws. I think you can't have July without those two movies, right? Yeah. I thought the cried eggs looked pretty good, too. The eggs yeah, at the I ends. thought that was a pretty good way to wrap up the movie, too. I thought, um, yeah, I thought all the special effects were, were pretty solid. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, you've seen the sequels, right? Yeah. So there's couple sequels. There's Critters 2, the main course. Critters 3. Critters 4. And then much later on, there was also Critters Attack. Have you seen any of the television series? I have not. A Critters, a new binge, was released on Shudder on March 21st, 2019. I have not seen it yet. I do have the entire series, actually. I just haven't watched it yet. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, someday I'd like to go back and watch it. Uh, maybe after we finish covering all the Critters movies, because at some point, you know, we'll probably cover the rest. Um, but yeah, uh, if you like '80s horror movies, if you like cheesy, you know, actually, I don't even think you can call it cheesy because I don't think there's much cheesy about it. I think maybe it was low budget for its time, but you know what? You can't tell. I think everything looks solid. Yeah. I think uh, '80s sci-fi horror. I think this and. Uh, you know, Killer Clowns or, or, or Chud or Killer Tomatoes, I think of those movies. And Curtis is one of those movies I think of when I think of 80s horror sci-fi. Um, yeah, I think it's a solid movie. What did you think of the movie overall? Did you like it? Would you watch it again? Yeah, I would watch it again. Yeah, um, I would definitely watch it again. It's definitely a good movie. Like, just everything about it. It's very... Would you recommend it to somebody who hasn't seen it? Yeah. What do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle? Definitely a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I highly recommend, if you haven't seen it, go out of your way, 
you're missing a great movie. Um, but that's all we have for Critters this week. Uh, Will was supposed to join us. I think he got tied up. Maybe we can get Will up here next week. We can see what we can do. Maybe, no promises. But uh, I think he will be back at some point. Um, we do have a, a bunch of makeup episodes that are coming. Uh, you know, at some point, we still got to deal with Howling. I think we got a Texas Chainsaw. We got the Craft. Uh, I think coming up soon, we're going to have uh, Super 8, maybe. Or uh, The Omen, I think that's around here. We got a couple other ones. I'm not going to list everything. Uh, and taking you back podcast, we're gonna uh, try to work on that soon. Maybe we'll drop one of those this week. We're gonna try to catch up on those as well. We do have uh, some some good movies coming up on there as well. We got The Crow. We got some more Cheech and Chong. Some City Slickers. Uh, we got uh, later in the month we're gonna celebrate the 50th anniversary of Willy Wonka. Oh boy! Uh, so we got some good movies coming up on both, uh, and we'll try to catch up now. Uh, I think maybe for next week's Midnight Evil, we'll try to cover A Quiet Place, maybe. And uh, But that's all we have today. Um, you can find us on Midnight Evil Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash Midnight Evil Podcast. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, TuneIn. Find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Um, but that's all I have for today. Emily, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. Uh, Will, hopefully you'll be back next week. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking about A Quiet Place. We're going to get out of here. We're going to go hang out with the puppy. Hope her leg feels better. Thank you for joining us, guys. And uh, we look forward to being back now with you guys. And uh, hopefully you're still hanging in there and listening. Thank you. Thank you.